I remember the music teacher had like a specialty device that I think she like made, <laughs> like to get to like pry. Oh yeah, it was like a it was like a it was like a reverse press. Yeah, with like the mold for the mouthpiece on the top of it, so it could like sit underneath the mouthpiece, and then she'd like crank it to expand it out. Did you miss Wiseman? Like, Holy shit! Yeah. I wonder what she's up to these days. I don't know. But a wise man would have married her by now. Feliz Cinco de Mayo. That means happy Cinco de Mayo in Spanish. Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. I'm Eric Glazer. We're coming at you off. Uh, it's uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend if you're listening now. Yeah. Which I, uh, we coming off a couple poppies tacos. Mm-hmm. El Pas- Was El Pastor like the red stuff? So the El Pastor was like the chunks of pork, and what they do is like they marinate it in like pineapple, and then I think it's on one of those like little like like gyro meat things, like yeah, yeah, spinners. Yeah. The spit? Yeah, like a spit, yeah. and then they just like shave it off. Um, yeah, we had like a little sample platter. So we had El Pastor tacos, some little, uh, the steak ones, I forget what they're called. Carne asada. And then chicken tinga or some shit. Chicken tinga. Something yeah. like that. It was like shredded chicken. Apparently that was my least favorite. You know, chicken tinga is like the baseline meat, I feel like. I feel like every taco place offers chicken tinga. But it's like, you have chicken once, you have chicken all the time. Yeah. Dude. But also, I was like, when I was ordering it, I was like, all right, I got a steak, I got a pork. I don't want to get another steak or pork. Yeah. Let me do. So El Pastor is chicken. pork. Yeah. Good. Pork is one of my favorite meats. Yeah, pork is so good. And we paired them up with some Corona Lights, which uh, the official beer of Mexico, maybe? Official beer of summer. Yes. It's been hot as shit this week. I know it has. It's been, it's really brightened my mood because the week before was just like gloomy the whole time. And then yeah. the weekend was like a windstorm tornado type situation. But it's weird. Is... We're in May now, but we're finally getting like April weather. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's been fucking raining crazy. It's been fucking. Like I, I'm expecting May flowers by now. Yeah, not yeah, April yeah, showers. April showers. Yeah. Know? Well, we're still early May, dude. I actually looked up the history of Cinco de Mayo today, and by look up, I mean I watched a seven-minute video, which pretty much explains it. It's not Mexican Independence Day, which is what I thought it was. Yeah. It's uh, it is the day. You guys ready for this? You guys ready for me to explain Cinco de Mayo off of my seven-minute YouTube video knowledge? It is the day when. The Mexican army defeated the French who were invading Mexico City. Nice. Which for any other country would not be a celebration because I feel like the French are pretty easy to beat. Yeah, they're like uh, the dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was, it was wild. Like it happened during Mexico like was like pretty legit back in the day. And they had Texas. Texas mm-hmm. was part of Mexico, I think. And then they got in a war with the U.S. over Texas. And then I think Texas, yeah, the Alamo, Davy Crockett was there, I think. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on back then. So while the U.S. was in a civil war, Mexico was trying to repay its debts to, uh, yeah, for fighting the United States. They were fighting the U.S. and they borrowed a bunch of money from uh, Great Britain, France, and Spain, who they had just gotten their independence from. Damn, that's crazy. I know. But also it's like they borrowed all the money from the people that hated us. (laughs) Exactly, dude. Yeah. Nobody hated us and more than they fucking. Lost it, yeah, dude. W- Americans used to be badass. <laughs> we really, dude. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, basically Cinco de Mayo is kind of like their uh, War of 1812 because 
But wait, so did the French come to try to like reclaim their fucking money? Yeah. So what happened was invading the city. What happened was Spain declares their independence from. I mean, no, Mexico. Spain declares their independence from Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> All the way around, Mexico says, "Dude, we're not part of you anymore, but we're still speaking Spanish." And then a couple of years, then they get into war with the United States, border war, shit like that. Yeah. And they get into a whole bunch of debt, so they had to borrow money from Spain. Like, hey, sorry about the whole like independence thing. Yeah. <laughs> but we're still cool, right? Yeah, we're kind of <laughs> short on money. We're kind of strapped for cash right now. We're trying to fight the US. I know you hate them. And so Spain was like, yeah, dude. And then Great Britain was like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Take this money, dude. We yeah, hate we the US. Hate them. <laughs> yeah. And then France is like, yeah, put us in there too. And uh, which is exactly pretty similar to what happened in the United States because we declared our independence from Great Britain. And then uh, in 1812, we owed Britain money again. And then Britain came back and was like, dude, come on, dude. And then we beat him again. And they were like, fuck. <laughs> Shit. We thought it was going to be better this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so then uh, the president of Mexico, uh, something Juarez, which there's now a city named after him on the border, Juarez. Something. He goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes, he goes, dude, we can't pay back these debts to Britain, France, and Spain. So we're just going to suspend our payments for two years. And that pissed off the tripartite, as they called them, the tripartite. So Britain and, Fr- Britain and Spain were like, we don't like that shit, and now we're mad. So we're going to blockade and like, kind of like keep them from being able to like trade, and we're going to like boycott them. But France was like, no, dude, I think we should go and invade them and take back Mexico. And then Britain and, Fran- Britain and Spain were like, I don't know, dude, you're kind of taking this a little far, France. Yeah. <laughs> like, France. Listen, France, we've tried this before. <laughs> yeah. Like, France, look, France is like the short guy in the frat friend group who's like yeah. the sh- biggest shit talker, who <laughs> can do the least. Yeah, who's never even in a fight. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, nah, dude, come on, man, let's fucking scrap. So France comes crawling over across the Atlantic, tries to invade this village of Puebla, but they come like way short-staffed. And they just get their asses beat by this ragtag group of Mexicans, dude. Hell yeah. And it was dope. And then, so that was declared a holiday, Cinco de Mayo. And then, unfortunately, years later, the French sent back, like, way more people and wound up taking Mexico City and installing, like, a new uh, dude, like a king from, like, mm. Holland. But apparently the they were really Mormon. Do- yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. What was that guy's name? The, uh, the- Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. I was yeah. thinking of uh, Mitt Romney, oh. a Mexican Mormon, <laughs> yeah. and Louis C.K., another notable Mexican guy. Weirdly enough, but uh, so then they installed a king, and then but the king and queen they were pretty dope. Apparently, like they changed their name to like Spanish names, and they were like fought for like labor rights and all kinds of shit. But the Mexicans were still like, dude, you're still kind of like a colonizer. So they threw him out. And then the British executed him, and the Mexicans were like, you didn't have to do all that, dude. Like, you didn't have to execute him. Like, we kind of liked him. We just wanted our country back. Like, you didn't have to kill him. They were actually pretty nice. And then uh, Juarez, the guy, became president again. That's, I mean, talk about a turn of power. Like, the guy fights a war. He fights in a war. That's when presidents would fight in wars, dude. Yeah, they're like the first guy on the battlefield. Yeah. That's a major difference back in the day. Like, when you watch those old movies, you see, like, the kings on a horse. Like, it was an actual chessboard. Yeah. Like, if you could kill the king, it's over. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. But also, back in those days, I think you became king by just being the most badass soldier. Sort of war. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I wouldn't mind that right now. 
Well, I, I don't know. I probably wouldn't mind that right now. If our president... <laughs> president Chris Kyle, <laughs> the American sniper. <laughs> well, isn't that kind of how Wakanda was? Remember Black Panther? They yeah, just that's kind of what it was. They picked their leader based off like the best fighter. Well, also, it was like... Wasn't there like a heritage like the a royal bloodline or some shit in that yeah. movie because mm-hmm. like his dad was the king yeah they had all kinds of shit going on back then like they back then in wakanda <laughs> back then in wakanda <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of crazy shit going on but no they always had, they had like the one royal family that ruled over everything in europe like when the greeks got uh, here's what the, here's what those empires did and what we're doing now and if you learn if you look back at history and you see how it's always been done you learn some things about what we're doing today because they're doing the same shit. When the Greeks fought for our independence against Turk, the Turkish, the British funded the Greek rebels. They went in. This is like in the 1820s or something. They, they said, look, the Ottoman Empire, which was the Turks, are so fucking powerful, and they're blocking our way to India, dog, because they were colonizing in. I mean, the British were colonizing India. Mm-hmm. And the Ottomans were like, well, you can't come through here because we fucking hate you, dude. So the British had to go all the way around and do all this bullshit. But the Greeks were like, they saw the Greeks were pissed off because the Turks were like persecuting them or whatever, like genociding them and stuff. So they were like, hey, Greeks, we'll give you some guns. We'll give you some money. We'll give you some like equipment, like tanks or not tanks, whatever the fuck, the cannons and shit, whatever they had back then, kites, whatever. And uh, they funded the Greeks to beat the Turkish in the war. And then immediately once the Greeks got their independence, the British came and installed a king that was like from like. Uh, like Dutch place, wherever Dutch Holland is, or something like that. Yeah, they get the luckiest breaks. I know, <laughs> I know, dude. It's always the Dutch do absolutely nothing, dude. Yeah, but then they, they stay out of the way and then somehow get the fucking best shit. Yeah, exactly. So now you look at today and you're like, oh, what are the Americans doing? We're fucking funding rebel groups in the Middle Eastern countries so and they can overthrow power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, we've been doing the same shit for like hundreds, if not thousands of years. That's all we do. It's proxy wars. You go in there, so the Cinco de Mayo situation was, I guess, a very similar type of thing to that. And mm. it's also another interesting Cinco de Mayo fact. It is more widely celebrated in America than Mexico. Yeah, because we've made it into, like, a fucking drinking holiday. As we have as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's what America does to, like, every holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally, every holiday you could think of is a drinking holiday. Yeah. yeah. Except maybe Valentine's Day. People drink on Valentine's Day, but it's they not about do, but it's drunk. not about drinking. But Fourth of July, drinking holiday. Fucking they're, Halloween, drinking holiday. They're New really, Year's Eve, drinking oh, holiday. Oh, yeah, drinking holiday. There really is no holiday that you're not supposed to drink on other Christmas, than, fucking eggnog, dude. Yeah, you're supposed to get you're drinking. You're Thanksgiving, get you're getting smashed. Yeah, thanks for giving me this booze, yeah. dude. One, well, there's a, a drinking holiday the day before Thanksgiving. Which is like yeah. where everyone goes home to their parents and meets up with all their friends and gets smashed. Yeah. The day before you overeat, it's on its own fucking day. <laughs> yeah. We create drinking holidays before drinking holidays. Yeah. To celebrate that we're about to drink, we drink more. It's crazy. New Year's Eve, you know, you're getting fucked up on New Year's Day probably too. Oh, you're going to be hungover and then you're going to have to drink to cure it. Exactly. Christmas Eve, you better get fucked up. Yeah, you're, you're getting ready for Christmas. You want to be surprised when you wake up. <laughs> yeah, surprised that you're not already fucked up because <laughs> you're about to do it again, dude. <laughs> Ask how Americans do it, bro. Meanwhile, the Mexicans are like, I don't know, dude. I just think it's cool that we're independent now. 
And the Americans are like, yeah, dude, why don't we'll drink to that? <laughs> we'll drink to that. <laughs> you guys like Corona's Corona, tequila? St. Patrick's Day, whatever the fuck that holiday was. We're like, I'll raise a glass of that, brother. <laughs> but I do think I think in Ireland they they fucking celebrate St. Patty's Day. Oh yeah, as a drinking holiday for sure. But the Irish are notorious. They love drinking. Yeah. And I don't really I don't really know. I mean, I guess St. Patrick's Day is for St. Patrick. Obviously, I don't know. But also, like, yeah, what did he do? And also, like, why is he one of the only ones that has like a nationally recognized holiday? Because he turned fucking water into whiskey, dude. I guess turned water into Jameson. (laughs) He discovered Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) See, I want to make this bourbon, but I don't know where. (laughs) Yeah, dude, it's very, very interesting stuff about Cinco de Mayo. I'm glad I looked it up. I'm glad we. I'm glad we did it on this day. Yeah. Yeah. This was cool. Yeah, we celebrated it a little. We pre-gamed with some tacos. Mm-hmm. Just Americanized. Well, actually, no. These were pretty pretty uh, authentic like street tacos. Were the, was that a corn tortilla? This is from Poppy's, by the so way. So two of them were corn tortillas, and one was a flour. Okay. I can't recall which one was flour, but I do... Flour I, was the carne asada, I think. I prefer a corn tortilla, and that's a very polarizing thing. I got in a long argument if they're like fresh they're really good and i like fresh like street tacos with corn tortillas because they do like two tortillas you know Mm -hmm. i uh i think this is on the way back from the podcast last week which by the way shouts out guys listen to last week's episode episode 234 with evan weinstein that was a good episode he was really stoked about it it was fun it was like one of our marathon ones i think like the past two we've done have been like close to three hours I believe it. But uh, on the way back from the podcast, I'm pulling into my apartment building, like that little loop you go in to go down to the garage. Mm-hmm. And a car pulls in in front of me. And so I'm like behind this car. And then we're trying to both get in the garage. And there's this car just stopped with its flashers on right in front of the garage door, mm-hmm. blocking it so you can't get in. And so I'm sitting there for like maybe 20 seconds, just thinking like maybe somebody's fob didn't work or something. And then I finally, you know, grown adult, I get out of my car, I take charge of the situation. I take charge. So I walk up to the car that's blocking the thing just to kind of scope it out. And it's this, uh, I guess he was probably like 25. He told me he was 25-year-old dude, kind of like fratty. Uh, I think he was from like Trinidad or something. He had like a Trinidad flag. I only know that because of Matt Eicholson. They always had those flags around. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I just ran out of gas. Oh, shit. And... I'm thinking, like, what an inconvenient place to run out of gas. Like, literally in your building right before the garage door blocking everybody. Yeah, what the fuck? So I'm, like, talking to him. like, yeah, dude, I hear you, man. That happens to me all the fucking time, blah, 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 talking. And while I'm talking to him, I'm just getting, like, I start hearing these fucking girls in the car that was in front of me that are blocked off as well start fucking screaming mm-hmm. at me. Hey, is that a fucking boy? You move a fucking car. And I'm like, hold up one second. So I walk up and they're just fucking yelling. I'm like, I'm like, hey, guys, calm down. Calm down. It's all right. Like, he's out of gas. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk over the other side. I'm going to open up the other gate, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, no, you need fucking car. Is that your fucking boy? These girls are fucking wasted. Yeah. Wasted. And like yelling at me and bitching at me and like telling me I'm a piece of shit. And uh, they're just like completely going off me. I'm like, look, first of all, I don't even think you should be driving right now, but that's besides the point. I'm trying to help you. So I'm going to go around and like, I don't want you to fucking help me, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, you know what? Whatever. You guys figure it out. So I get in my car. I go around the other side. 
go in the other side. They're still chilling there. I drive over, I see him, I park, and I see him on the other side. I'm like, hey, dude, you want to ride at the gas station? And he's like, dude, that would be amazing, because I can't get in touch with Geico or AAA or whatever the fuck he had. Yeah, yeah. So he hops in my car. He buys a gas tank. Uh, he had quite the hard time filling up the gas tank. He got it, like, all over the tank. So he oh, brings no. it into my car. And my car smelled like Reeks gas. like yeah. gas. Fuck. My car smelled like gas for, like, like the next three days after, which I actually don't mind the scent of gasoline. It's not the worst. For my lawnmower days, dude, it's From your fucking generator days. Yeah, exactly. Driving dude. to Ocean City. Just reminds me Just of work. Just gas. <laughs> yeah. High as fuck on the boardwalk drinking Jimmy Selesky's out of a McDonald's cup. Classic times. So I drive back. We get there. There's cops around his car. Mm-hmm. And the girls who had pulled off are back there again. Now, I've driven to the car, and they're on the phone calling Pollard's. Mm-hmm. And I uh, walk up, and I'm like, you guys on the phone with Pollard's? And they're like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, here, send him a message from me. Ha, 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 ha. We got gas. <laughs> the cops do not find that funny. And I'm like, come on, dude. I'm like, you guys know Pollard's loves towing stuff, but we're going to move the car. And they're like, well, that's their job. And I'm like, all right, bro. It's two in the morning. Like, yeah. I'm trying to be jovial. We got the situation figured out. Yeah, also, the... I'm like, I don't even know this guy. Yeah, I'm being have... a good Samaritan right now. Yeah, I have nothing to do with this situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the cops are, like, taking... The one cop was cool. He was kind of laughing along. But the other guy was just, like, typical, like, bouncer energy. Like, just, Mm. like, too good to laugh at my obviously funny jokes about Pollard's. Like, everybody hates Pollard's. So, we get in the car, and and I was like, so what's up with those other two? Like, are those girls? And it was the same girls. And I was like, do you talk to them? And he was like, yeah, like, they don't want to go around the other side. They want to wait here. And I'm thinking, like, that's an obvious, like, drunk bitch move. Like, they're just yeah. being, like, super stupid. And I'm like, were they, like, fucking belligerent? He's like, no, nah, they were cool. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm fuming. Yeah. Because here I am, this cop's being kind of a dick to me. I'm helping this other dude. I have no involvement in the situation whatsoever. My car's parked. Yeah, I figured my situation out. These fucking girls who are being complete, and I'm sorry to say it, it's appropriate at times, complete fucking cunts to me. They had a full conversation with a cop. Wasted. I mean, yeah. they are wasted. Like, had to be blacked out. They were slur- slurring their words, weren't making any fucking sense, like, couldn't even finish a sentence, like, stuttering and shit. They don't get DUIs, dude. Yeah, that's fucking weird. They don't get DUIs? Or just, like, not even... The cops just don't even care. It was kind of weird. It made me furious. Because, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I normally would never do this. Because, look, I've been behind the wheel uh, at times when I shouldn't have. I normally have good wherewithal, like... Like, if I hop in the car... I've definitely hopped in the car and hopped back out. Because I thought I was better than I was. Um... But there's definitely times where if I would have been pulled over, I probably would have gotten a DUI. But I don't think I've ever driven where it was like a danger. But I was definitely prop, maybe potentially over the limit at from time to time. Um, I would never do this to somebody, especially if they were just literally pulling into the garage. Like, they're already home. I'm not going to fucking ruin somebody's life. Yeah. But they deserved it, I thought. <laughs> and like, they, I was so mad at myself that I didn't get their license plate number. And just call the cops before I left. Like, when, before I left to take the guy to the gas station, because I knew they were just going to be, like, cruising around the road, just waiting to see when the cars moved. I was so pissed that I didn't call the cops and just tell them, like, look, there's somebody, two wasted chicks driving around, like, license plate this, they're right in Berkshire's, get them. Instead, those fucking chicks call the cops. 
When's the last time you've been driving and called the cops? Drunk driving. Yeah, did they drunk dial the cops? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Unfucking believable, dude. Like, and I'm just sitting there, I'm up in my apartment. I'm thinking of like all the people I've known that have gotten DUIs, and I'm thinking like of all the people. Yeah, why not? Why them? not them? Is there no justice? Like, really? Yeah. I would have loved. I mean, I guess they're you know. Maybe they just, like, girl-bossed their way with the cops. Who knows? You know what it is? I told you that guy had bouncer energy, the one cop. Mm. And, like, you know how bouncers are at bars. Like, you know, you walk up to the fucking door. If you're a pretty girl, you're fucking... And the bouncer's, like, trying to, like, flex because he's in yeah. charge of the door. But also, you know they weren't being shady to the cops. They turned that shit on to the cops, for sure. Of course sure. they turned it on, but at the same time, like... They were so drunk that there's no way he couldn't have known that they were drinking, oh, yeah. that they shouldn't have been driving. And the fact that he didn't do anything about it, when I know for a fact that guy has pulled over people and gotten them DUIs for way fucking less, just made me fucking angry. And it made me wish, like, God, I would have loved nothing more just to have a cop, like, have him get out of the car and walk the line, have him fail, <laughs> just have him just <laughs> fucking slam him into the ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Balling, crying. Oh, my God, dude. It was just, it was just a... It was it was it was cool. The guy called me uh, the, when I was driving the kid to the gas station. He was like, "Oh, you got a towel?" So I was like, "No, nah, man, I'm 28." He's like, "Oh, man, you're an old head for real." Not gonna lie. And I was like, oh, "How old are you?" He's like, "25." I'm about to be 26. I'm like, "Dude, you're almost as old as me, bro." Yeah, what like, the fuck? four years difference, <laughs> yeah. dude. The fact that you're it, not even four years. He's like fucking. He's about to be 26. Oh, yeah, three. Dude, I'm or about two. Yeah, I, yeah, not even. Yeah, two years, dude. I'm like, dude, you're still in college. You're an old head for college. I'm a young head for regular life. He's like, yeah, I'm just getting my my doctorate, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, 26 is old for college. Mm-hmm. 28 is young for adulthood. Yeah. For I'm sure. a young adult. You're an old college student, bro. You're an old head. Mm-hmm. You're technically older than me, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> based off your tax bracket, your life tax bracket. Yeah. Based yeah. on the people that, like, you're around every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was an all-around weird experience. Not not exactly what I had planned to come home to when I got on the podcast, but, like, you know, I just look at those things. I was like, how many times have I been out of gas and the no answer... No one helped you. <laughs> like, and, and don't get me wrong, I've had people help me and I've had people not help me. But, like, just to know that, like, the situation that guy's in blocking traffic, like, how many people were fucking furious at him and just those girls. It's just, it was just a weird... Uh, weird event that i thought was worth sharing just a weird escalation of shit that happened and then to still like get back and be like hey we're like moving the car and the cops be like yeah we'll fucking you know you know hopefully the tow trucks don't get here first yeah dude i think i think the cops and pollers have some type of like cahoots thing going. probably probably like donate a cop car to them every year probably because first of all i don't think I've always been an advocate, and I'm willing to be uh, talked down from this, but I've always thought that towing should be a government-run operation. I don't think that private companies should be allowed to take my car. Mm. Like, I don't think private companies should be allowed to do that. Like, some private business can lift up my car, take it to wherever the hell they are, and then I got to go there and pay whatever the hell amount they decide. That is completely yeah, arbitrary. There's no regulation yeah. for it. And there's nothing. It's literally they can charge you whatever. I mean, I think there's like limits that the government imposes. And of course, they charge up to that, which I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you? But it's just weird like that some other dude who's not 
a government thing, like not affiliated with the law in any way, can just withhold my personal property from me. Yeah. Like my largest asset. I don't own a home. That my car is the most expensive, most most valuable thing I own. That's probably the case for most people our age. Yeah. And you can just hold it from me and keep it from me unless I can pay you two hundred dollars. What if I can't? You just get to keep it? Like Oh, and if I come back tomorrow with the two hundred, it'll be three hundred? Yeah. <laughs> I've always thought that that it should not be a privately run operation. And I wouldn't be surprised if cops get kickbacks from that because I was pulled over um right in front of Starbucks by where I live, like across from Seasons Pizza and Towson, right across from the university. Yeah. And I was pulled over. I think the cop was just... This is another thing people don't talk about, is uh, profiling. And profiling is more than just racial. It is an age thing, too. I was pulled over so often when I was like 21, 22. And it's like, why wouldn't I have been, you know? Because like... You see a kid driving around like a black Altima. It was like a decent car for that age, you mm-hmm. know. And I would always be driving around it like late at night. So they're thinking like, I can pull this kid over and chances are he's probably got some weed or he's probably had a couple drinks or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And we'll just pull him over for for some bullshit like, "Oh, you're you didn't blink you didn't put your blinker on." Yeah. Or like you were going 11 miles over the speed limit, which is like 1 mile over when Yeah, you stopped at that light a little early. What was that about? Mm-hmm. So I would get pulled over for shit like that all the time, and that doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen anymore. So I don't think that's a coincidence because I certainly have not become a better driver by any stretch of the imagination. Um, well, no, who is? I really have only gotten, at least when I was younger, like that age, the people that would pull me over would be like Towson University cops, mm. just because I kind of lived over by there. But like, I remember like this one situation where fucking, I was like driving back from. When I worked at uh, that Italian place in Towson with Henry. Cafe Troya. Yeah, yeah. So I was driving home from like a shift there. It was like six o'clock or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of my like brake lights was out or something. And I got pulled over. The guy like wrote me a ticket, everything. Like you got to, you know, pay this and then turn it in. Or I don't even know if I had to pay, but it was like you have to fix your brake light within 30 days, get it signed off by a mechanic and then go to the police station and turn this in, or else you're going to get a ticket. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. So I like get home. I like go to pick up Elizabeth or something, and then we're like driving into Towson. Within like 30 minutes of the first pullover, same dude pulls me over again, and uh, he like comes up to my car and just starts screaming at me, like, get the fuck out of here, like, get out of here, like... And I was like, dude, you want me to fix my brake light in 30 minutes? Yeah. Like, you literally just... Like, you didn't expect the guy who you just pulled over in the same exact car with the same brake light out? Like, yeah. that's not a different guy. <laughs> like, oh, your brake light's off. Turn it on. It's like, dude, it's off, dude. It's not working. Yeah. That was fucking crazy. They just do... And it was a Towson U-Cop, too? I think so, yeah. Do they even have the authority to do that? I don't even know. Like, I remember Henry got real pissed off because he was living right... When he was living at his the house on Nickel Avenue, like, right in the city, over the line. And, uh... The Loyola police showed up to his house because of, like, a party that Lucas had thrown or something. Mm -hmm. Like, the next day. And we're like, oh, well, you can't be doing that. And he was like, I don't go to this school. 
Yeah. And then he, you know how Henry is. Like, he went down to the fucking Loyola police station. Yeah. And it was like, if I ever see a Loyola <laughs> cop step foot on my lawn, I'm shooting. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, well, it won't happen again. He's like, no, I need you to, I, what do I have to do to make sure this never happens? You know how Henry is. Like, last person you want to like, do that dude, with. Henry, you're still like 20. <laughs> Why are you like yelling at adults? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So, like, this cop pulls me over in front of Starbucks for no reason, really. Mm. And then house and you cops, dude, they're horny. Yeah. Well, this one, this one was a um, county cop. Mm-hmm. So he pulls me over, and I've never been pulled over in the city, dude. And I fucking hit somebody with my car in the city. <laughs> I didn't get pulled over. <laughs> <laughs> I have a funny story about a city pullover after, but keep going. <laughs> so, so he pulls me over, scans my tags. Turns out my license at the time was suspended because I hadn't paid uh, some parking ticket. I mean, some. Uh, speeding tickets mm-hmm. i just thought they would just go away why well, just i don't typical 19 year old logic like yeah i just won't pay what are they gonna do what is it on my permanent record <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna remember this <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna look back at this and laugh <laughs> <laughs> so he scans my tags he's like hey man uh i don't know if you're aware but you're you have you're driving on a suspended license and i'm gonna need you to get out of the car because uh you can't drive this car and I was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, hold up, dude. Can I, um, he's like, we're going to have to tow the car away uh, because we need, uh, only a registered owner of the vehicle can um, drive the car home. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, here's the thing. My mother is a co-signer on the car and I showed him my registration and my mother's name is on the registration. Mm-hmm. So it's me, Demetrius Spano-Seleski, and then Irene Seleski on the uh registration so i'm like my mother is a registered owner of this car she's on her way right now she's gonna drive with my dad my dad can drive me home she'll drive the car home and he's like yeah no i'm gonna tow it and i was like dude but like a back yeah i was like dude and the the fucking tow truck driver is coming and i'm just making small talk with him like i don't get mad at people like that you know i'm pissed off at the cop because i know he's being a fucking dick but it's like dude like you blatantly just strong arm me and for what because there's there's got to be some reason that you would have that much of an incentive to get my car towed. Either you just hated me because I'm a young dude. Yeah. Or you're getting some type of fucking kickback. Like, that guy wanted to tow that car. Regardless of the law. Like, my mom was literally there as the car's getting towed away. And, and it's like, I can't do anything. I have to go challenge it in court. It's not like I can, like, arm wrestle the cop for my car back, you know? Yeah. So it's like, what do you do? And it just, I hate those situations where you're just bent over the barrel and there's not you have no recourse. There's just nothing you can do. Like, yeah, it's also it's like bad enough that you're finding out your license is suspended and you got to deal with that shit. And mm-hmm. then it's like, well, also I'm gonna fuck you with this as well. Enjoy. <laughs> Some cops, I I don't know, dude. Like I'm not, I'm definitely not one of those like, you know, cops suck per people by any stretch. I respect the police, but like. Even if you are on that side of things where you're like, you respect police, you definitely got to acknowledge it. There are a solid amount of douchebag fucking cops. And yeah. I've had I've had 50-50 run-ins. I would say it's been about 50-50. I had that cop. I had the cop that threatened to bash my face in because I like took too long to pull over because I was waiting to get to like a safe place to pull over. I didn't want to pull off the interstate. And he like runs up to the window. He was like, man, you're lucky you, you didn't do it because I was going to bash this fucking window in, dude. And I was like, dude. You pulled me over on an interstate. I just didn't want to 
pull over on the side of the road. Like people get killed like that, you know, like yeah. I'm not pulling over on 95 at, at two in the morning when people are driving around drunk and get my fucking car smashed into. Yeah, that's silly. You know, like, so I pulled off to a safe spot and he was pissed, which is completely fucking legal. It's mm-hmm. completely legal. Like I didn't, again, doesn't matter. He was a dick. I had that one cop lie in court about our conversation I talked about, you know, before. And it's like, I've had those instances. I've, you know, you call up a police station for fucking anything and everybody's job is just to, like, I mean, somebody like their job is to basically not do anything to the best of their ability. Yeah. Certain cops. Well, I feel like it's their job to be like, oh, okay, let me transfer you to this guy. Yeah. Pass the buck. Like, oh, let me transfer you to this guy until mm-hmm. you get fed up and stop doing shit. Yeah. Like, it's some, like somebody knocked off my mirror when I was parked at that cheesecake factory and uh, I was at work and I come out and I see a note on my hood that's like, hey, uh, this car knocked your rear view mirror off. We witnessed it. Here's our name and number. And so I was like, oh, dope. Okay, cool. So I called up with the police and I was like, hey, look, like I have a witness that saw this happen and then here's their name and number and... They call up the witness, and the witness said, yeah, I don't feel like being involved. And so they didn't give a testimony. I was like, why did you even bother them? Like, yeah, what the fuck? Why did you watch it happen, go out of your way to leave your name and numbers so it would help in the investigation, and then just when they call you up, just say, nah, fuck it. I don't feel like doing it. And then they check the cameras. And of course, conveniently, conveniently, oh, the camera just like right before that spot, it's a blind spot. And it's like, it's always that, dude. Yeah. It's always that oh well, also like most building security is literally just for show <laughs> like, yeah yeah i remember when our shit got stolen from like one of our old offices and um like fucking like six lenses a camera a bunch of shit um and there's like luckily a fucking camera that's right near the back door where they're pro they probably would have come in and left mm-hmm. but it literally like the video was like fucking two pixels by one pixel and it's like why even have this camera it's useless and then the security guards too it's like have you ever seen a mall cop yeah like dude sometimes i'll walk by now that i'm an adult when i was a kid i was like oh (laughs) now that i'm an adult i'll walk by like a like the the security in towson commons and i'm on the way to the gym and it's like this like five foot two little woman and i'm like what are you gonna do yeah if I just got crazy right now, what are you gonna do? You don't have a gun. Are you gonna wrestle me to the fucking ground? It's, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's any cop, really. I don't know. There are some big ass fucking cops, but there are also some fucking bitch cops. Yeah. I've seen both. But yeah, uh, I got a parking ticket that same week and uh, 56 bucks, dude. Oof. 56 bucks because I was eating vegan, trying to do right by God for holy week <laughs> stopped in brown rice to get some korean food like spicy tofu bowl walk out and the guys in the middle are writing me a ticket because i'm parked right in front of housing commons with didn't pay and i walk up i'm like what's the damage and he's thinking like you know maybe he just won't give it to me like if i'm saying i was in here for like two minutes oh mm-hmm. uh, classic i already wrote it my yeah, bad man they literally say that shit all the time it's they like, always I don't already care yeah I don't care. It's not that much money. But also, like, if you were a decent human being, you could just not do this. That's got to be the worst. If you're a parking meter guy, maid. Uh, meter I, maid. Meter maid. I feel like it's usually women. I don't... I, I was, like, the first parking guy I've seen in a while. 
Um, but like that's got to be stressful. It's like when I guarantee when they pull up to that car and they're like riding it, they're like, God, please don't come right. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Like you know they are. They want to be fucking out of there by the time oh, they're for sure. You know, as soon as they see somebody walk up, they're like, Oh, here we fucking go. Because that's one of those jobs where, I mean, you don't expect to like uh, have to deal with customers. Yeah, or whatever you want to call them. There's just certain jobs. Ticketees. Like okay, people are always happy to see firemen. They're always happy to see paramedics. I would say about 10% of the time, people are happy to see tow truck guys. Like 90% of the time, you're fucking furious. Mm. But every 10% of the time, you know, if your car breaks down on the side of I-95, oh, great, the tow truck's here. So even tow truck drivers have a little bit of thank, thankness, mm. thankfulness in their job. Maybe like 5% of the time, you're glad to see the police. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you call the police, you're happy to see the police. Yeah. <laughs> you, if you call them specifically. Yeah, or if like you see a crazy accident and they just like happen to be around, you're like, oh, thank God they saw that. Yeah, yeah. Thank God they're passing the buck right now. <laughs> I see you guys, that's over the city line. <laughs> I don't want to be the first responding officer, so I'm just gonna leave. Yeah. Right <laughs> but nobody's ever happy to see a meter made. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the worst job, I would say. Although meter parking tickets are like fifty bucks, towing is like two fifty. So like people are. When they're when you're mad at a tow truck driver, you're way more mad. Oh yeah, fifty six bucks is just like somebody just fucking like, uh, like uh, kind of like tapped you in the nuts. You're just like, oh, come on, man. Like you just like it yeah, hurts like, for a I'm second. I'm gonna get over this in a couple of seconds. Yeah, but I'm. I hate seeing it in the act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like you get hit with it, and you just, you just got to teach yourself just forget about it. And for me, it's easy because I'm like, look, dude, I got unemployment all last year, like. You guys are never going to fucking break even on that shit. <laughs> you can give me all the fucking parking tickets you want, bitch. <laughs> it's going to take quite a lot of uh, illegal parking for you to get back the money I got from you. <laughs> so Tax free, baby. <laughs> right away. Yeah, dude. It's oh, just, yeah. yeah. Oh, my fucking story was in the city. I, I was going down to Motor House and like the street behind it, like 20th Street or 21st or whatever. Uh... I came down Charles, I cut or St. Paul. I cut over 21st past like the Korean barbecue place, mm-hmm. and I like went straight through. And I noticed there are like parking spots on the left, and it's like a two way road or whatever. So I I wanted to like do a U turn, but there was this like cop riding my ass. So I was like, all right, like I can't do a U turn like dirty here real quick. Let me just fucking pull straight through Howard, which is like a four lane road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do a U-turn in the Popeyes, and then just go straight back on the 21st and park. So I literally do this with a cop right behind me because I was like, hopefully he's turning on Howard or whatever. But yeah. as I'm pulling into Popeyes, I see him like pulling in right behind me too. I'm like, fuck. So I do a quick U-turn. As I'm leaving the Popeyes, he turns his lights on. I cut across Howard, <laughs> park in the parking spot I was going to park in anyway. And I was like, fuck it. Like If anything happens... At least my car is parked. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to get fucked with. Yeah. So I like, he pulls up right behind me. I like turn my car off and everything. And he comes up and he's like, what, what were you just doing? (laughs) I was like, honestly, like I was on my way to park right here. And like, yeah, it was a dumb way to do it, but (laughs) I'm already done. He's like, all right. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> he didn't give left. you a ticket? He didn't even get out of his car. He was just in his car with his passenger window down talking to me through my window. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really That's what a shit cop I kind of respect. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a shame that... But also, it's like, that was definitely not the worst thing that dude saw all day. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he saw some dude fucking shitting in public or 
whatever, you know? That's why I say it's really hard to get fucked with in the city if you just make a minor mistake like that. Because cops really do have so many bigger fish to fry down there. Yeah. And it's like, I don't even know if I've ever been pulled over in the city. I And I'm driving down there all the time. I don't know if I ever have been pulled over. It's always like... Like, it really is the lower crime area you're in, the more likely you're about to get pulled over for traffic shit. Like, mm-hmm. I go up to Harford County, dude. Dude, they will pull you over for fucking anything, dude. Yeah. They'll pull you over. Your fucking right tire goes in, like, the white lane. They're just like, <laughs> get the fuck out. and getting a... Yeah. It's a shame that, like, I think a lot of those things... <sighs> Policing... I feel like they would have such a better relationship with the community if their job requirements didn't require them to meet these quotas and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it's all... Yeah. I hate to say it like this, but, like, I hope you understand what I mean uh, by saying I wish they didn't take it so seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of cops have, like, a various, a very, like, no funny business attitude when yeah. it comes to, like, protecting the public. Yeah. But... For a lot of people, that's, like, scary. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, try to fucking crack a joke every once in a while instead mm-hmm. of, like, someone's fucking skull. Like, yeah. It's not that hard. And like, honestly... be likable. Yeah, be likable. <laughs> and honestly, be likable. I've it's noticed easy. that a lot of city cops are pretty chill, probably because of the shit they have to deal with, that, mm-hmm. like, you know, when they see something minor like that, they don't take it seriously, you know? But you come up to the county and it's a little bit more, especially in Towson, where all they're ever dealing with is fucking most... I mean, there's break-ins and armed robberies. and there's Shit happens in Towson, but like... No. But it's the, definitely a lot of traffic violations. The majority of their job is the four cops that park in Urban Outfitters like at night, and they just look at college chicks walk up and down the street. <laughs> That's all they do. Yeah. Like, I see... They'll just be sitting there talking like, damn, look at that one, look at that one. It's just yeah, like... they get paid like $56 an hour overtime yeah. to play hot or not. Yeah, exactly. Which I can't blame them, because I'd be doing the exact same shit if I was... I am doing the exact same shit. I'm just not a cop. Yeah, you're not getting paid for it. <laughs> I'm not getting paid at all, and I don't have to be paid. You don't have to pay me for that. But it's just like the fact that they have to meet, like the fact that they have to give out a certain amount of parking tickets or a certain amount of speeding tickets. Like, what if nobody was really doing anything that bad that day? Like, yeah. I'm a bad cop because I didn't give a parking ticket for no reason or a speeding ticket for no reason. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like it's weird because like if that was in any other business, they would be like closed down by the government. Mm-hmm. Like if fucking lawyers were like, all right, every month. We got to make sure we have 50 divorces, 29, uh, you know, emancipation cases, mm-hmm. fucking like 30 malpractice suits. Yeah. Like we got to hit these numbers, even if we got to make them ourselves. Yeah. Like at the end of the month, you better be hitting up fucking daycares and see who's been absent fathers yep. and who's yep. who's been bad mothers. And it's like, that's evil. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that yeah. sounds evil. Yeah. But it's like, okay. Yeah. Just let people fucking end of the month get pulled over for like Mm -hmm. one mile over the speed limit get fucked with like a hundred dollar ticket because they're in a school zone or some shit like when people bring up the whole argument like it's it's really is like a a hard conversation to have about like i think cops and teachers are the perfect example of this um because people for both they'll be they'll know it's like oh the educate american education system is like underperforming compared to the rest of the developed world and, like, you know, cops have such a terrible relationship in so many communities with the people there. And people will say, well, you know, if we paid them more, this, that, the other. And it's like, that's half true. Because ultimately, 
if you just pay them more and they're still operating within the same fucked up system, nothing gets better. We're just wasting more money on the same fucked up system. It's like when it comes to teachers, for instance, who I have respect, you know, a ton of respect for teachers. Um, the fact that what's the what's the argument about paying cops more? Is that so like cops don't go dirty because they need more money or like what is that supposed to if you if you pay if you offered a higher salary for police, then it would attract a higher caliber of people to do the job. I mean it depends because I think being a city cop pays more than being a county cop. Yeah, it does. But like a lot of people don't want to be city cops because of the job description. Mm -hmm. Like Mm Yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, what happens is, when you operate in that system, just like with the teachings, like, the public education system is so confined in the way you have to teach, and the standardized testing and all that shit, where, like, it really, if you're a teacher who's trying to go above and beyond and actually really teach students something, you're confined by the system, Mm -hmm. you know? And so what happens is, you could be the greatest teacher in the world, but when you're trying to operate within that system, it kind of doesn't matter, you know? So you could pay teachers more, but if they still have to teach in that system, unless you fix the system so that it's more conducive to an actual education rather than, you know, a, basically a glorified babysitter until you graduate, then you'd get better education. But so it's like, yeah, you have to change a job description. And then what would happen is all the shitty teachers that do the bare minimum because that's all you have to do to, to keep your job, they wouldn't be able to thrive in a an education system that required more. You'd attract a higher caliber of people with a higher caliber of pay, but it would be warranted because the people that you need to do that job would have to meet certain qualifications. You know what I mean? I guess, but like, how many people do you know that like, you're like, you went into teaching? You're a teacher? <laughs> Oh, no, I, I'm with you 100%, dude. Like, yeah. when I think, like, okay, I'll say this. I get kind of annoyed by teachers sometimes. Oh, yeah. I get really annoyed by the kind of, like, self-righteousness. Like, they're the number one job to constantly, yeah, we should be paid more. It's like, yeah, I. who doesn't think they should be paid more? Name one job that's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm fine with uh, like. Please don't give me any more money. Please yeah. don't give me any. It's like okay, we get it, dude. It's like they're the one job that we're just all supposed to like. Whenever anybody teacher, I'm a teacher. We're all supposed to fucking. Oh my god, thank you for your service. Thank you for everything you do. You no, know this might be controversial, but I almost kind of like that teachers don't get paid a lot of money mm-hmm. because honestly, it keeps away people who are in it for the money and really just attracts people who have an interest in teaching kids yes and yes like i'd say maybe like i know tenure's a thing but like i don't know if like people get like drastic raises once they have tenure i think it's just the job security guarantee yeah right? yeah like, so i don't know and maybe the- it should be a thing where like you know it starts out super low but like how I don't know. It's it's fucking confusing. Why would anyone even listen to my advice on this anyway? I mean, no, no. I mean, it's a valid point, too. It's a valid point because I'm right there with you, which doesn't necessarily make it valid. Yeah, it just yeah. means we both agree. I, I like that for entry level, but I do, I you know, I think there are teachers who probably deserve to be paid more for sure. Yeah. I mean, okay, here's some, here's some numbers for you. 
First of all, a city school teacher starting salary is higher than a county school teacher. Uh, this is Baltimore City and Baltimore County for anybody not local. The administration in Baltimore City schools make almost twice as much. Like the superintendent of Baltimore City Public Schools makes like literally, I think, like twice as much as the superintendent of the county. And the starting salary in the city is something like forty-five or 46000 So you're talking about people who have a bachelor's degree, the majority of them. You know, you only need a bachelor's degree to be a teacher, if that. I've, I've known people that didn't even graduate college that are teachers somehow. I'm like, how are you a teacher? I don't know. Probably Apparently, a private school. Yeah, yeah. So you go in fresh out of college, call it 22 years old. You get a job teaching at a school. And right off the bat, you're making $45,000 teaching in the city. Uh, you work nine months out of the year. If you were to... I always forget about that. Yeah. That's where I'm like, all right, maybe you guys don't deserve any more money because you have like three months off every yeah. fucking year. Yeah. And then w- during that those... almost like, as an adult now, I'm like, fuck, it would be kind of dope to be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not that bad of a deal. Like, think about all the if people... If you got paid decently. Yeah. Think about all the people that graduate college that can't get a fucking salary for the life of them. You know, that can't, like, they can't get... People that graduate from college... Most of those people would kill for a fucking $45,000 a dollar a year salary to own, for nine months, which is equivalent to 60000 if you pan it out over a 12-month period. Yeah. So it's, it's equivalent. And I feel like I remember, like, uh, when I used to live with, like, Umar and Evan, like, Umar worked at a school, so he had, like, his summers off, but I think he said he got, like, he set it up so, like... He got a check every two weeks, even in, during the summer. So he like took less pay during the year. Yeah, but like to keep a steady income throughout the year, and mm-hmm. it's like it's fucking smart. Yeah, it, you're it, just it, fucking chilling for three months and getting paid for it. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Shouldn't, it shouldn't be. And I understand there's things like, you know, oh, you know, we have to supply pencils for the classroom and shit like that because if you teach in a city school, like you don't have this, you don't have that. And I get that, but it look. It gets to the point where it's like, you know, yeah, it would be nice if everything you needed was provided for you. And I I acknowledge that there are definitely some holes in the system if you need to be providing crayons for your class as opposed to having it provided by the school. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a cost of doing business with everything. I pay for all my fucking supplies. I understand I'm not a salaried person. I don't work for other people. But also, I assume teachers can write all that shit off. Yeah. 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 So, so it's, they're in the same boat as you. You're not getting a fucking budget for all the shit yeah, you're getting. Yeah. Like, Nobody's giving me a fucking Yeah, I'm not like like I you know, I break strings. I got I spent $500 on a new speaker cuz one went up and it's like, you know, for for playing gigs it's like there's a ton of expenses that go into to making money. You got to spend money to make money. It's like, yes, I agree with you in a perfect world, uh, you know, you shouldn't have to be paying for those extra supplies, but you know, and you don't have you don't have to get all the decorations for your room. Yeah, I mean you don't have to, and I I respect I respect that they when people do it. Do, yeah, I respect that they do it, but it's just like because they're going the extra mile. There's a certain complaining to actual uh, situation ratio that I think teachers have overstepped the line. It's like, look, if you want to raise an issue here and there and be like, yeah, like you know, I'm a teacher. I started out forty five thousand dollars a year. I get summers off. It is annoying that I have to, like, you know, supply certain things for the classroom from time to time. Like, it does suck. I'm not going to lie. But, like, overall, I'm thankful for the job I have. I can respect that. But it just gets to the point when it's, like, this constant fucking, like, oh, 
you know, and this isn't all teachers, but it's like, I, I don't know. It just, it, it does, it, it becomes so annoying that I almost don't, like it makes me lose. Or so, I wish that you complain less so I could agree with you. <laughs> if you just complain less and I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, let's fix this. But because you're so fucking always about it. Oh my God. Woe is me. 22 years old. I'm making $45,000 a year and get a summer vacation, which nobody else in the planet has unless they're in high school. Yeah. Like no one gets a summer vacation, dude. You know, it's like, it's not that bad. Is that controversial to say that being a teacher isn't that bad? If it was I don't that, think so. like, I feel like I'm fucking, you know, walking on the edge of hell right now by saying being a teacher <laughs> isn't that you're about, you're bad. About to get canceled for yeah. this. <laughs> like, can you say that? It's like, dude, you know, like, you want to talk about a job that probably really fucking sucks legitimately? I cannot imagine how anyone in their right mind would want to be a cop right now. Oh, yeah. I'm sure the recruitment rates are very low right now. Who in the world right now today is thinking, I'm going to go be a cop? I, I can't. And, and here's, here's what happens, dude. I'll tell you, people with the wrong attitude towards it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's another aspect of the and whole conversation. That's convers pretty scary. It is scary because what people don't realize, it's like, Again, it's the same exact thing. There is an extent to which you can raise complaints and an extent to which you can call things out. But when it becomes disproportionate to the reality of the situation, what happens is, is that cops are probably the most hated people in our society right now. Mm -hmm. If not, I mean, they've probably outpaced tow truck drivers by now. For sure. They've got tow truck drivers beat, which is... They've had them beat for a while now. Yeah, fucking tough. So think about every... I, I've met some cool tow truck drivers. I have. Um, but they're always ready to be a fucking dick because they have to be because that's their job. I think the only cool cop I ever met was Officer Fiedler. He was a cool <laughs> the cop. The Towson High yeah. cop. And the other guy, Mr. Brown, he was cool too. Yeah. But what happens when you make a job so demonized and so vilified in society that the only people that would even think that they would still want to do that job are the biggest pieces of shit imaginable. Because only a person who completely, like, there's like two, there's like the small, very small percentage of people that are joining the force to be like, you know what? I still believe in the police force. I still believe in the code. And regardless of what people say, I'm out here to serve and protect and I'm going to do my job. There's those people, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a much larger percentage of the people going for being a cop now in this climate are people who are like, I don't give a fuck about what they say, dude. I'm about to fucking come out here and crack some It's like, you're making the police worse. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I, you want to talk about a job that sucks. Being a cop probably fucking sucks now. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Being a teacher is a fucking walk in the park. Oh, yeah. You're Sorry. just zooming all day yeah, long. You're zooming. You're fucked, dude. Your uh, kid's acting up, mute him. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. Do you, you think there's a principal office for a Zoom school? <laughs> you got to go to the principal Zoom class. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Instagram Live. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's that. I think I think we uh, I think we raised some valid points there, dude. I'm glad I'm glad you. When you said what you said, I was like, oh, yes. Yes. I can finally say this, dude. So the moral of the story is, teachers, just go fucking work at a private school. You'll get paid more. Yeah. 
go work at private school or like if you that's know, what you're worried about go get money somewhere else yeah know. yeah hey. it's there yeah there's always other jobs right and oh wait you don't want to do those other jobs why because they don't pay as much and you wouldn't oh okay then maybe shut up then maybe shut up i don't have to tell you hey sorry respect all my teachers that i've had they may be the wonderfully eloquent person I am today <laughs> with this vibrant attitude about everything. <laughs> they really molded me. <laughs> um, oh, dude, we got to talk about this. I, I, this has been on my mind all week is uh, menthol cigs, dude. Oh, they, they might be going banned, out the window. Right? Yeah. I don't. I don't think they were banned. I think they're on the. I think there's a bill being proposed mm-hmm. or like some type of thing going on. I don't think it's it's. I was going to say, I don't think it's going to pass. I can't imagine that passing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would happen. That'd be crazy if, like, there's a prohibition on, like, Newports. Doesn't that Camel seem... crushes, dude. You got to get them shipped from overseas. <laughs> don't so many of these, like, uh, policies... Because I think the justification... And I haven't heard this straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. But I've heard in passing that the justification for this menthol ban is that cigarettes disproportionately affect minority communities because they smoke more, Mm. which is a statistical fact. Uh, But hey, I smoke cigs too. And uh, so, you know, I guess I'm a minority. I don't fucking know. My point is, is that you're talking about banning something that minorities do so because... I guess menthol, like you're talking about saying, okay, minorities smoke menthol cigarettes, which means they're disproportionately affected by the, you know, effects of cigarette smoking. Mm -hmm. So we're going to ban it. But really you're saying like, hey, all you people that do this thing, you can't do it anymore and it's for your own good. We're going to make that decision for you, minorities, that you're no longer allowed to smoke menthol cigs. And specifically menthol, because we know how much you like menthols. (laughs) We know how much you guys love your menthols. So no more of that. It's like, dude, like, isn't that kind of racist? Like, why? When did we lose? Yeah, it's just kind of weird because it's like, like, okay, so you're banning this, but you're letting regular cigarettes be fine still? Or like, I, I just, first of all, the amount of people that I've talked to that didn't seem to have, like Garrett Harvest, who smokes menthol (laughs) cigs. Was like, yeah, I guess I don't see a problem. I'm like, dude, how does that not bother you a little bit, dude? Like, look, if they ban menthol cigs, it's like, is it going to ruin my life? No. I enjoy cigarettes. And here's the big thing, the most important thing. When did we lose any respect for free will in this country? When did it become so commonplace to just tell people what they can and can't do. Yeah, when did the government become our parents? Yes. And look, I might not be the best person to talk about this because I've gone public and saying that I've never really heard. And, you know, this is... A, yeah, I don't I'm, know anything about what we're yeah, talking about right now. <laughs> I've, I've never heard a convincing argument for why any drug shouldn't be legal. And I know that most people don't agree with me on that. I think that... Uh, I mean, I, I guess in my opinion, I take the whole my body, my choice thing to a whole other level. Why should the government, why should another adult be able to tell me, an adult, what I can and can't do with my fucking body? Why can't I cash, why can't I go to a fucking party once every eight months 
and do a line of coke as a responsible adult. <laughs> I'm so like, why? It really like really when you think about it, it's like I just did this thing, and like, look, I understand that it can lead to this other thing, but like, if you go about it responsibly, which plenty of people do, there's people that dude, there's people. That, I mean, there was this guy, this fucking doctor or something that talked about how, like, he'll just do, like, a little bit of heroin every day. I'm not advocating for that. I'm not advocating for these things. Don't do that if you're a doctor. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, I mean, it's the easiest place to get it, I guess. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. But it's, like, so much of this shit, what happens is, like, what's the biggest issue with uh, the the heroin epidemic and things like that is that these people are going in, they're getting prescribed these completely legal medications— who are that are being overprescribed to people because those doctors definitely do get kickbacks and the med- medical industry definitely does get kickbacks from the pharmaceutical industry to overprescribe those drugs which is why every other fucking kid in our school growing up was on Ritalin or Adderall or something like that most of those kids did not need to be on that look I'm sorry ADHD may or not, may not be a real thing but like it is definitely not the amount of kids that were doing daily doses of Adderall that's fucking yeah. bullshit and those that those doctors I mean I told that story countless times on here, but like the fact that that fucking psychologist met me for 30 minutes and within 30 minutes, he felt as if it was appropriate to prescribe me a daily dose of methamphetamine, <laughs> which is what that shit is. It's like, that's the, that's the, uh, the criteria. That's the threshold that you have to meet to be prescribed basically an addiction from, from early childhood. It's way overprescribed. And those companies make money doing that, and they make money telling you that the only solution to your problem, whatever it may be, is taking their drugs. The drugs that's never going to cure you, the drug that you're constantly going to need to figure out ways to pay for it. And then so you go in these hospitals, you get prescribed these drugs, and then you can't get them anymore, you can't afford them anymore, and so now you need to take to the streets to get them. And I'm not saying that's how everybody gets into it, but that's how a lot of people get into it, how a lot of people get these addictions. I mean, of course, there's people that you know get addicted to Coke just because they party too much, and then it becomes a a habit that they can't kick, you know? I guess what I'm getting at is I think a lot of those problems could be solved if, you know, if instead of having this black market for all these things where, you know, cocaine is being mixed up in somebody's fucking basement cut with fentanyl and, and you know, heroin is being cut with this other shit and, and people are dying because they got bad shit, it's like, I think so many of those issues could be solved if there, we had a better way of approaching it that wasn't just sweeping it under the rug because that's really what we're doing. Heroin being illegal has never stopped anyone from doing heroin that I'm aware of. Yeah. You know, it's never stopped. You know, when weed was illegal, it didn't stop people that wanted to smoke weed from smoking weed. They just figured out a way to get it. People are doing coke that want to do coke. Anybody I've ever met who wants to do coke is doing coke. The fact that it's illegal is not having any bearing on that. Other than the fact that, oh shit, you know, make sure you don't do this and that so no cop catches you. But they're still fucking doing coke. There's ways to get it. So it's like, why not just make it a little bit more like, hey, we see what you're doing. You know, this, that, the other thing. Like, And now we're talking about, it was bad enough when, you know, which I, okay, look. You used to be able to smoke cigs when you were 18, mm-hmm. Right. You used to be able to drink beer when you were 18. Actually, I think you were able to drink... At one point, I think you were able to drink beer and liquor when you were 18. I think when our parents were growing up, it was beer when you're 18, but you can't drink liquor until you're 21. Mm. And then everything, all drinking became 21. Sigs were 18 the whole time we were growing up until like like super recently. Yeah. Now Now you have to be 21 for that. 
and I know this is a cliche, like, uh, you know, overstated point at this point, but it is, doesn't it strike anybody as mildly curious that uh, we've decided as a society that at 18 years old, you're not responsible enough to smoke a cigarette. You're not responsible enough to have a drink, but you are responsible enough to sign up for the army and fly overseas and get shot at. You're responsible yeah. enough. You I have feel the, like when you're in the army, you can probably just fucking, they have like, they get cigarettes and beer shipped to them and that's shit. I'm probably sure they why they sign up for the smoke. army. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just easier. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to tell me I can't? Dude, we're going fucking Syria, dude. They, they, you think I got drinking ages over there? Just go to Canada, dude. It's 18 just, in Canada. Yeah. Dude, so much of the shit just, and then, and then on the other hand, you'd have people talking about lowering the voting age to, to 16. And it's like, okay. So now uh, a 16 year old is responsible, you know, a 16 year old is responsible enough to vote for tax codes and public policy and the president and all these other things that have great effects on people's lives. Yeah. But you know, it's going to be five years before they're able to smoke a fucking camel. <laughs> it's, it's like, can we just decide an age as a society that says, Hey, you're an adult now. And then just say, Hey, you're an adult now. You can do adult shit. Whatever that age is. I'm cool with whatever age it is, dude. I wouldn't have a problem if that age was 25. Yeah. I think you should be 25 to vote. I think you should. Maybe maybe 21. Let's say 21. Yeah, I think 21 that's 21 is pretty good. 21 is better. Okay. 21, I think that's a good middle ground. I think we've already established 21 for so many other things. 21, smoke a cigarette, fine. 21 yeah, to take drink. take a shot, cast a vote, smoke a cigarette after. Yeah, and then take a shot at somebody, like for real, <laughs> in the military. Like, it's just, you can just tell that all these ages are so arbitrarily selected based off of who it benefits. It benefits people to lower the voting age because, uh, you know, the younger you are, the more susceptible you are to whatever you're being fucking told. I didn't know dick about politics when I was 16. I didn't know dick about anything when I was 16. Yeah. I had ideas. Your politics were whatever you, like, might have heard your parents say. Yeah. I Dude, I didn't even know the difference between a Republican and a Democrat until I was, like, 24. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, I didn't know the difference. I just didn't care. And it's like... Okay, 24, maybe that's a lot further along than most people, but also, you know, you also have to factor in that when I when we were 24, politics was not at the forefront of every fucking conversation we ever had. Mm -hmm. Like it was it was a very background thing. Like I I don't think that any of us would have been able to I, I don't think like when we were 24, I'd be like, oh yeah, Eric's a Republican or Eric's a Democrat or Scott's this. Like we didn't know. Yeah. You know, we didn't even think about it. So like, Okay, 25 is pushing it. Sure, you still got to be 25 to rent a car, whatever. <laughs> but, like, I, why not just 21 for everything then, dude? And yeah, why, why not? And why not when you're 21 instead of Or just go back to 18. Well, look, I support 18 to do that. And the fact of the matter is, dude, if you're 18 years old and you can't figure out how to get booze in a cigarette, then maybe you should wait till you're 21. Yeah. If you're 18, you're in college, and you're probably already drinking anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think 21 is a fair middle ground. And then after that, why not just let people do what the fuck they want to do? If that means smoking, like, the, go yeah. back to the back. <laughs> Menthol cigarettes are for 30-year-olds and, and, and older. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it just, it seems like we're trying to legislate. And this is why it kind of bugs me a little bit, because whenever one thing happens and then you say, oh, well, you know, this is just normalizing this, and then the next thing you know, this is going to happen. What they call the slippery slope argument. It's like, okay, I understand how when one thing happens that, you know, 
it seems kind of shocking at first, but then you get used to it. It becomes quote unquote normalized. Uh, and then you start talking about the next step and then people are like, oh, dude, you're just fucking, you're just getting way out there. But it is becoming this trend where it's just always another thing. It's just always another thing. It starts with like, you know, to the point where now we're talking about it. And look, cigarettes, not that big of a deal. It's not, it's not that I don't mind. It's not that, like I said before, that I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, like I can't, uh, smoke a cigarette anymore or legally whatever i gotta call it my sig dealer i gotta call it my crush (laughs) dealer now you know i got him on fucking speed dial but it's just this idea that we're becoming so accustomed and complacent with these other adults that we vote in and pay for to make policies for us to tell us how to live our lives i just don't get it because it's a thing where it's like no one thinks cigarettes are good for you and I'm sure, like, menthol, whatever, like, you know, it's you get, like, the cooling effect or, like, the mint whatever. Um, I don't know if that's good for you either. Probably not, but, like... It's in cough drops, I think. You're already, like, signing up to do something that's not yeah. good for your body. Yeah. Why, like, limit that choice? Like, and and this is, this is something, I mean, even, dude, when they imposed seatbelt laws in the 70s people freaked out mm-hmm. people freaked out because they got pissed off that they were thinking like well you know and like looking back because we grew up in an era where uh you know it was just normal to buck click it or ticket dude you mm-hmm. know but like our grandparents grew up in a time when like dude you could fucking drive drunk my grandfather you know would drive drunk home from a bar and a cop would pull him over and be like Dude, where the fuck are you going? And then they just fucking escort him home. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a thing until like Mothers Against Drunk Driving came out and made it this big thing. And it's like, yeah, okay, I can understand that because drunk driving doesn't just affect you, it affects other people. Yeah, for you know? sure. So I don't I'm not I'm not saying we shouldn't have that be a uh, a thing. Now, should it be as big of a fucking thing as it is? I don't think so. I think they definitely take advantage of that shit. I think they definitely ruin people's fucking financial situations uh for, you know, nothing. But uh, there's different levels to it, I would say. But uh, it just always seems like we're just going one step further, one step further. We're, and then you, what, what's worse is you have people arguing for it. And it's like you have people that like it's like they're presented a situation. And then instead of like thinking about why maybe that isn't right, their mind immediately goes to, well, let me just use all my brain power to explain why this is the right move. Like, people are so good at justifying why they think what they're supposed to think. It's like, and then if you say, like, hey, dude, why can't, like, you not smoke a cig and then I do? Why can't we just do that? Why can't you just live your life and then I live my life? When did that become such a controversial idea? You know? And so I don't know. I don't think think the bill's going to pass because I'm interested to see what what the polling data is on public support for that. You know? Yeah. So wait, who introduced the bill? Do you know? I want, I mean, it's hard to tell. I've heard Biden. I've heard, uh, I don't I don't think Biden directly did. I literally don't know. I think it's being introduced on the Democrat side of the aisle. Uh, it may be Biden, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, honestly, like I, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I haven't looked into it that much. I just heard menthol ban uh, and 
I just decided to talk about it for 30 minutes. <laughs> so I don't yeah, know. I dug it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who's introducing it, but you know, that's the main point is I don't care. Like, you know, if I'm a more conservative leaning person, uh, and it winds up being a conservative, I still disagree with it. It doesn't matter who introduced it to me. It's a bad fucking idea in my opinion. You know, it's not even a political thing. It's a, it's a matter of allowing these people to control us and they're way overstepping their fucking boundaries, dude. You know, you can't, you can't legislate consciousness, dude. You can't legislate people's lives like that. You can't take away a man's crush. (laughs) You can't. And, and, and honestly, like Matt made a good point. Like Matt has been laying off cigarettes lately. He was a big time smoker, which amazed me because he was talking about like, you know, how the average smoker smokes a pack a day. Um, uh, and I was like, Matt Brown, this is because now I also have Matt Pennington who records here too. So I got to distinguish now Matt Brown, but Matt Pennington also smokes cigs as well. But I don't think he smokes menthols. He's mm. a true white boy. He smokes regulars, dude. Me and Matt, we fucking go for it. But, uh, you know, Matt's laying off the six, but he's like, and it's not exactly the argument that I would make. Have you noticed I'm like really starting to pronounce argument right lately? Yeah. I'm You're really doing a good job, consciously dude. making an effort to do that now, uh, which is saying a lot. But he, it's not, it's not a point that I would make because I don't normally lean in these type of ways. But he was saying like, you know, so many people go through life and they have like different ways of coping with whatever things they're going through, whether it's depression or anxiety and certain people take pills and, and like bent Xanaxes and, and Valiums and all this other stuff and, and they drink or whatever it is that they're doing. And for so many people, like a cigarette is a way of coping with shit. Like if you get really strung up and you I just need a fucking cigarette to calm down, you know, it's like you, you're deciding what, okay, no, you can't cope with your anxiety with a cigarette anymore. You're only allowed to cope with your anxiety by taking these fucking benzos that we subscribe to you. It's like, or prescribed to you. And it's like, you're deciding like for so many people, again, I don't think that I use cigs that way. I just think I, I use them just cause I don't know what else to fucking do. And I'm on the podcast or whatever. But like, I think that is the case for a lot of people. I mean, cigs make me more anxious. Mm-hmm. I smoke cigarettes to get more anxious. <laughs> uh, but I guess for a lot of people, it is it is a valid point, I thought, that just like you're taking away something from people that that just like so many other things people use to cope. And is it a healthy way of coping? No. Um, but neither is like binge eating or drinking mm-hmm. to excess or whatever else. Exactly. Like everything is a vice. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a very valid point too. Is what you just said about the uh, binge eating and stuff. It's like, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, obesity is the leading cause of uh, premature death in America, more so than uh, smoking related complications. And at the same time, we're going on this crusade against smoking because it's this terrible, terrible thing that's killing millions and billions of people. We're on the same vein, kind of glorifying this acceptance of just being like, and I'm not, I'm not getting into that whole like, you know, like I'm not going that direction. I am saying like there has been a move in our society to kind of like, like I would completely understand if they had to ban McDonald's. Like Mm -hmm. I would be very upset. I'd be sad, but I'd understand it more so than I understand like the menthol ban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I get it, but at the same time, I wouldn't support it because I'd be like, look, dude, like, 
I am a grown person, and if I wanted to, I could eat McDonald's every day. There's a McDonald's a couple blocks away from me, dude. I could eat fast food every day of my life if I wanted to, and every person in this country could do the same. It's the cheapest food available. It's the most accessible. You go there. You could eat like shit all day, every day if you wanted to. Uh, most people don't. Most people don't. Some people do. Some people indulge. Some people overeat to the point where it causes health complications. And that's true. But does that mean that that is now a justification to take it away from everybody? Should I not be able to, on a Saturday night, after playing a gig, drinking a couple beers, smoking a cigarette, cigarette with my friends, talking outside and say, you know what? I'm fucking hungry. It's 2 a.m. I'm going to McDonald's. I'm getting a fucking quarter pounder, a Big Mac, a filet of fish, and a McChicken, large fries. I'm doing it. Why? Because I don't do this all the fucking time. And... Everybody, I think, would agree that you should have the right to do that, you know? And if you decide that you're going to ban fast food and unhealthy foods because it's causing certain people issues, then I would raise that same argument for, for cigarettes or anything else. It's like, yeah, certain people overdo it. Certain people will smoke three packs a day. I don't. Most people I know don't smoke three packs a day. You know, it's like, there's, I don't know, it's just, it all comes back to the same point, I guess, is what I'm making. That, like, why don't you just focus on the shit that matters and anything that has to do with my personal life and my personal decisions, just stay the hell out of it. <laughs> just stay the hell out of it. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's that fucking simple. But apparently it's not. <laughs> Damn, dude. Stand your ground. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. Blast a, a crush and stand your ground. Yeah, dude. I've got to smoke like a chimney now. I might never get a chance to do this kind of shit again. <laughs> like stock up on camel crushes like people stocked up on Four Loco. I guess, dude. I don't know. I, I, I really can't imagine it, it passing, dude. So I don't fucking know. I really yeah, can't I imagine it. I will. What time is it? Uh, It is 9.08. We've actually been going a decent amount of time. Oh, hell yeah. Do you have anything you wanted to bring up? Nothing really. Uh, yeah, me neither. I was just going to say I spent all day today just submitting the song to College Radio. Our campaign ended for anybody following, which is nobody, uh, our Spotify playlist campaign. We got into four playlists. Ooh, hell yeah. Uh, for tendencies. Um, we're still under a thousand listens on Spotify last time I checked. But uh, Joe made a valid point. And, and, and I think, you know, for anybody who listened to that episode, I think it was 233, the one where I did with my band, and uh, we read through those reviews, and all the submissions that we put in, like, nobody said it was a bad song, and normally you would think, like, oh, that doesn't mean much because they might just be, be being nice, but it's like, no... No, they've said that it was a bad song before. Yeah, I submitted <laughs> songs in the past, and... I didn't get onto a single playlist, and some of those uh, reviews were heart wrenching. Like, just <laughs> they just completely shat on my life. Um, so there is definitely no shortage of people being blunt and honest on those uh, on that playlist push platform. All of them like the production. Ever, I love the, the the lyrics, the songwriting, the the instruments, the beat, production, the whole nine yards. But it just doesn't fit into the the vibe of my playlist that was the most common re review we got which brought me to two questions a what the fuck genre are we because i guess i keep thinking we're indie but i guess we're not i don't know what indie is i really don't 
I whenever I hear an indie song, it's always like some kind of like airy surfy guitar and like some very weird vocals. Like yeah. everybody like tries their hardest to sound weird in indie songs. And uh I guess that's not us. So I guess we really are just straight alt rock. Hmm. Which I, I'm cool with, but you know, I think we wasted money on that campaign. Now I think about it. It's like four hundred dollars for four playlists that amounted to like eight thousand followers, and like we're still under a thousand plays, and I don't see it like spiking at any point. And it it all comes down to like, you know, Joe's just been going out, and we've been finding playlist curators ourselves, and just going and being like, okay, this is a playlist that I feel like we could fit in. I could see us in this playlist, mm-hmm. and hitting up directly. So. That's a new move, and then John had this awesome fucking like master list of like every college radio station in the country. Like I couldn't hey. believe it. He sent it to me. I thought it was me like six people. <laughs> it was like fucking like forty people, oh, like forty shit. different stations with all the contact information you could ever ask for. Like here, here's their Instagram, here's their email, here's their website, here's this, blah blah blah, blah. and phone number, everything. And Man. so I've been submitting to ten a day, and some places are still asking for hard copies. Hmm. It's like, dude, I get that you guys are indie, but it's like, dude. I got to mail you a CD. Are you serious? It's 2021, dude. <laughs> just let me mail you an MP3, please. Really? Yeah. Or f- just burn it yourself. <laughs> it's a waste of fucking, I don't know. I mean, I feel like they would be the ones to care about like environment and shit. It's like, dude, you're going to make me mail you a fucking CD, dude? You know how many fucking dolphins die every time somebody prints a CD? <laughs> I don't know either, but I can't. it can't be good. I don't think anybody dies when you send an MP3. No. I don't think the environment no goes up. hurt. I don't think it raises anybody's carbon footprint, but yeah, so that's just what I've been doing all day. Hitting up college radio stations, trying to act cool, trying to act indie. I can't say no things I normally say, because those aren't indie things. I say like, hey man, looking forward to hearing from you, exclamation point. Nobody Ooh. indie uses an exclamation point, you know? But that's like, what makes you way independent. That's what makes us alt. <laughs> We're alt, bro. You got to find some alt stations. Yeah. So I'm hitting up these guys, talking all alt and shit like that, being alt. But uh, yeah, so that other than that, that's just been my day-to-day, so I bring it up. Other than that, um, you got anything coming up? Fucking, I think I said it last week, but I'll say it again. May 22nd, I'm on a, uh, a Zoom kind of like telethon uh, comedy show that Michael Furr is putting together. It's a, uh, a donation show for the Lou Room above Zissimo's in Hamden. They're getting some renovations, and uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be around there. I think it's like a really long event, so I don't know if the actual schedule will be posted, but tune into that, catch me, and uh, toss them a few bones because they're they're a good space. Hell yeah. Um, let me see. I just got some gigs this week. I guess we'll put this out on Friday. I guess I don't fucking know. Sure. Uh, so if you're listening today, um, first off, big studio day coming up, uh, Saturday the 8th. I mean, I don't know why I'm plugging this to you, but just know we got more (laughs) stuff coming out in the future. We're recording three new songs and then we're doing the vocals for another song we had in the works. So hopefully that'll be out, uh, within the next couple months. I'd like to keep songs coming out every, every few months. And, uh, then, uh, that following week, Friday, May 14th, I will be at Lock Bar, with uh joe kneehouse uh 10 to 1 that's down in harbor east real fancy dancy kind of place not as much dancy but definitely fancy and uh and then uh the next day saturday may 15th we are making our valiant return 
uh, for the second month in a row to the Sagamore Spirit Distillery in Port Covington. Uh, I thought it was a private event, which is why I didn't talk about it too much last time, but it's definitely not. So just show up. They have like a whole bunch of different bars where you can test different drinks with the whiskeys and stuff. It's cool. It's an outdoor event. It's right on the water. It's a beautiful scenery. Um, we did it last uh, month, and it was awesome. It was a good time. So we'll be there from 2 to 6 on Saturday, May 15th, down in Port Covington at the Sagamore Spirit Distillery. And, of course, you can follow... Me on everything at Jimmy Selesky. Follow the band, please. We're definitely trying to build up the band Instagram. We're almost at a thousand followers. Who knows how many it's going to be once we start unfollowing you motherfuckers? But <laughs> for now, we're getting close to a thousand. Uh, at at sophomore MD uh, at Eric Glazer on everything. Hell yeah. G L A E S E R, and uh, of course at L F T S podcast across the board. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and please uh, check out the videos on YouTube because we got the full episodes on there and we have uh, clips come out pretty much every other day or something like that. And we're really trying to build that up as well because uh, right now it's embarrassing. So, uh, yeah, but our video guy is great. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who does our YouTube is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta give mad props to him. Well, one of, the de- one of these days it'll all come together. But uh, in the meantime, guys, uh, happy Cinco de Mayo. Freak end. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and until next week. Peace. Peace. Get out the way, pretty boy coming through.